those types can change and they're a little bit more uh, willing to work with you. Right. But yeah, I think it takes somebody from the outside um, looking in to definitely be able to, you know, help you separate what's actually true or not, or, you know, that you're, you know, stand in your own power and have your boundaries like, okay, this isn't right, or this isn't actually what's happening, or what they're saying is gaslighting you. I mean, just things like that. Um, you know, being able to look at it objectively when it happens so slowly. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to the Three Uniques podcast. I'm your host, Brenda Rigby. I'm a business and leadership coach and entrepreneur. I'm a single mom of two teenagers and a purpose-led believer. My mission is to maximize the human potential by helping you unlock what's unique in all of us and design a big life that leaves you whole, grounded, and complete. Welcome to Three Uniques. Hi friends, it's Brenda back again with another episode of Three Uniques. Today I have on Christy Piper. Hi Christy, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm doing good. How's everything in New Hampshire? Awesome. The weather's just been perfect and um, a lot of fall events coming up. Nice, nice. So Christy is joining us today. She works in the field of human dynamics, mindset, and relationship expert. She's also a veteran with the U.S. Navy. When did you leave the U.S. Navy? Um, Back in 2018. Okay, excellent. And then how did you get into the field of human dynamics, mindset, and relationship expert? So I I just realized um, in a lot of jobs, and in personal relationships as well, we encounter problems and we're not really sure, um, well, some people more than others encounter problems with coworkers or even just in relationships and we don't really understand what's going on. And so um, I had encountered some of the issues, uh, done the research and you know, been observing what other people had been doing right and why they don't run into these issues. And so I kind of just became, um, I don't want to say I'm a master at it, but I've, I've definitely employed a lot of tools to get out of these situations and to completely change not only my own view of myself, but other people's view of me and how um, just those relationships in the workplace or with people, you know, I mean, sometimes you know, you have to get out of it, but sometimes it's completely salvageable. Even if somebody you're working with or someone, you know, you think like, oh my gosh, this person hates me or, oh, I can't stand them. Like you can still have a great working relationship with them and they might not be your best friend, but you can completely turn that around. And I teach people how that's possible. That's amazing. That's awesome. And then you've recently written a book. And yes. So what's the name of the book? And tell us a little bit about that. All right. So it's called Girl, You Deserve More, How to Leave a Toxic Partner. Or wait, I, <laughs> I've changed the subtitle a few times. <laughs> <That's okay>. um, <laughs> um, I think it's the subtitle is How to Break a Spell Over You. Um, how to escape your toxic partner and become independent. So that's based off of my own personal experiences as well as other women's with being in a toxic relationship and leaving it successfully. 
that's well, um, unsuccessfully in some cases. <laughs> yeah, sure, right? Yeah, it doesn't always go exactly to plan. Um, what inspired you to write the book? Like through your own personal experience and then sharing that story? Or were there other reasons why you wanted to write the book? Um, yeah, so it was definitely a lot of my own personal experience. But also other, I see other women and even men. The book mm -hmm. could help men, although my target is women. Um, struggling so much as well and people do come to tend they do tend to come with these problems to me uh, for some reason I guess I just have that kind of like face or thing with people like they just feel like they can talk to me about anything and so they started telling me about, me about these issues and I just felt like wow if this many people um you know, or facing this and need help, I could help so many others by writing a book and just getting the message out there. That's awesome. I totally admire people that, you know, have that, that energy, that tenacity, stick with it. It takes a lot of discipline to write that book. Um, what do, like, what do people need to learn about, like, you know, I know that you talk a lot about bullying or domestic violence or even, um, you know, just those relationships at work. Um, you know, what do people need to know at its, at its core, at its, at its essence? Like you mentioned about how sometimes, um, obviously, other people could be instigating that fear in you, but there's obviously something else that you could be doing to, you know, to address it sooner, faster. <clears throat> yeah, so, you know, learning the signs first is really important. Mm -hmm. um, and something that people don't understand about it is that just because they're not seeing it doesn't mean it's not happening. So one thing I noticed, especially in the workplace, is that these people are typically, I mean, they start out really nice to everybody, but then like they'll start asking you maybe super personal questions or they'll kind of just be observing you or you know, other coworkers to see like where they're in is, like how can they kind of exploit you? And they'll kind of start treating those people differently and kind of like bullying them privately. They do it very privately and behind the scenes. Um, but then to their managers and some of the other coworkers, they're very, very almost like over the top nice. Like they can um, like sense every need that this person has. Like anytime um, their boss like has a need or says something, they're just totally agreeing with that person. They're like, oh my God, gosh, yes, I totally agree. <laughs> and then, um, so that, it seems like they're completely on their side. So they're like, you know, their boss is like, man, this is a great employee. But what they're not realizing is not only are they just agreeing to win their favor over, but they're also like abusing other coworkers and making them leave. Like it's no coincidence that like a lot of their people that work under them or even directly around them are leaving. I mean, that needs to be investigated. And um, it, I think it just, it's something that's kind of in every facet of society and it needs to be, um, yeah, it's just there. Even if it's not happening to you, like definitely be aware because I do think it's eating companies from the inside out, whether mm -hmm. it's happening like within the company or even their own employees. If they're in a situation like this, they're not going to be able to bring their best self to work. And um, if they don't have 
they don't feel like they have the people they can turn to to get out of the situation um, or just change it, like that's going to be impacting everything in their daily life, just everything. There's a number of things that just sort of surfaced for me as you were talking. Um, I have a situation from my past employment. I've been, you know, in my own business for the last um, four years, going on five years now. Um, but prior to that, I've had a long history as a corporate executive. And there was a moment I was working for an organization and I was working with a leader who was supervising me. And, you know, I've been leading teams and managing teams of people for a long time. And I, I can say it now fully because I'm confident in saying it. But at the time, I actually felt ashamed to even acknowledge that I was being bullied by this person because I had, you know, grown my career and I was just like, hey, you know what, I'm really strong in what I do. I know what I'm doing. And I've led teams of people before and I've led big strategies. And yet this person over me, and that was only, that's it. That's all we had that was a difference between us is that they were obviously a level above me, power, had decision over my performance, how I was being evaluated and what my compensation looked like. And that was enough to make me feel bad about myself and the way they were talking to me. And whether or not they're, performance assessment of me is true or not, the way I felt, I just felt like completely immobilized. Like my esteem went downhill. I did feel my performance was slipping and I did feel my connection to my own team was getting eroded. And it did affect me um, at my core. And it made me question like, oh, maybe I was never good at doing what I've always been doing for the last 20 years. And to make someone feel that way is not right. And they do, like you said, exist in organizations. And we need to do a better job of helping those leaders who are acting as bullies, because there's obviously something, and this is where my compassion comes in, is there's obviously something from their past that has led them to behave this way. You know, something, is, something has been done wrong to them, whether it's through their family origin or through school or maybe a past boss to them. Now they're doing that to somebody else, right? It's always in reaction to something that's happened to you. Um, so that's, you know, that's the objective Brenda talking and I can be compassionate for that person. But at the time I actually felt ashamed that I was allowing somebody to bully me. Absolutely. And that's why I think it's so underreported and not only that, but it's like, they don't, I mean, what do you say to somebody, you know, because I mean, her boss probably thought that she was amazing, you mm -hmm. know, because of all the things that they do to, yeah. Uh, that's their insurance policy. They insure their own employment by just getting in with that boss good. So it's like that boss will always defend them no matter what. So right. anything you say is not really going to stick with them. So it's like, how do you handle it? Um, and you have to handle it directly with the person. Um, and I do believe that they're seeing something in those of us who this happens to, um, we're giving off victim signals to some degree. Sure. Yeah. And I teach people how to not do that anymore. That's amazing. And, yeah. Thanks. And for everyone, it's, it could be a little bit different. I mean, no two people are giving off the exact same signals, but they're definitely there. And these bullies, I mean, this is their whole way of operating and you're right. Um, they've been hurt in the past and this is just the way they've learned to get power. Mm -hmm. Yeah and keep it absolutely okay so i want to hear from you you're here because i'm this is going to be curious for me well this is where I, I i i live for this podcast every week and get a chance to connect with folks like yourself 
So I'm curious about your three uniques and you're here today to share them with us. So how about it? Let's hear them. All right. Um, so I guess I'd say my first one is resourcefulness. So I can combine an unusual amount of information from a lot of different sources and use it to move forward in my own life right. um, or, you know, for a company or another person. Um, and it could be from something I read years ago, um, a pattern of behavior I've noticed um, from people around me, from individuals, just even something the media is doing. Uh, from a documentary I watched. Um, and so I kind of mentally organize and package this information for other people to use. Um, and people ask me how I packed so much information into my book um, while other people who write about similar topics might not really pack that much information in. They're like, how do you manage to do it? And it's because I just, I just do this. Um, Oh, another thing is questions are really important. So knowing how to ask the right questions when you're curious about something um, is really important because you can find out a lot of information that way. And, you know, people think like, you know, okay, you want to go to like the manager of the store, for example, you want to find out something there, like how to get um, like an author interview or something like that. Mm -hmm. But really, it's not them that's going to be revealing you to you the most information. Like think about the cashiers, you know, the people who answer the phones, they're the ones that deal with the people daily. And they're probably a lot more likely to tell you a lot of information that might be useful to you. So you just have to learn how to ask those questions and that, you know, learn how to ask it too. Um, And I think that I was, you know, definitely people are born with these kind of things that are, you know, unique to them, their own talents um, and predisposition. But I think this is something that everyone can cultivate to some degree. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So for you, like being, you know, this being one of your uniques and the first one that you let off with, like ties nicely into you writing your book. And then obviously, you know, being that, I mean, you said earlier, oh, I'm not a master yet. But you know, I'm like, no, you're, you're definitely like in that realm of expertise when you know all this stuff. And then you're giving that information to your, your clients, the people that you're helping, the people that are reading your book. Um, was there anyone in your life that like influenced you or mentored you to be resourceful or like when you were like curious as a kid or, or developing into an adult, they said, yeah, go feed that curiosity. You know, I would say that my dad um, had a lot to do with it. And I, I know I didn't mention this in bio, I don't think, but I was a professor too. Oh, and okay. yeah. And both of my parents also taught and my dad was um actually they were both professors um and my dad like he's really the research kind of professor where he um you know he's a physicist and he really drills down to the question of things and not just with physics but you know in all matters of everything and so when I was a little kid he'd always um, have us like listening to programs like NPR or just, you know, other little (laughs) programs where we'd constantly be learning. And he'd tell us about all these different, um, ideas and encourage me to ask questions. So I definitely think that that influenced, you know, who I became. That's such a great story from your family origin. That's amazing. And (laughs) your second unique. Um, adaptable. Okay. <laughs> so I can adapt to a lot of different situations. And um, I'd say especially um, 
I'm strategic in emergency situations, like in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I would say like, I'm not the best at handling all the details of planning. Um, that's kind of boring to me. Um, I'll do it, but I feel like it just takes such a long time and I'm like slogging through it. It's not fun. And I like to be having a good time. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so I'm, I, so maybe that's what forced me to like make a lot of adjustments in the moment, but that's kind of what it became as good at. So while other people are, I feel like while they're panicking or going into meltdown mode or, you know, just like having anxiety, I kind of just, I'll think of some, I'll just be thinking about ways to fix the problem. And usually it's something pretty unconventional. Um, you know, I'll see the possibilities that other people haven't thought about and how we can improve it and learn from the mistakes and just move forward. But other people are like, oh my gosh, this program we use, like this, um, it's not working like they, and they don't have a backup plan but it's like I can come up with like at least three backup plans in my head right then so right. that's pretty useful like you know when it comes to conforming um and thinking like other people that's something I've definitely maybe struggled with to some degree like I don't uh think along traditional lines necessarily I'm kind of the person that'll think a little different yeah like push the and like a little bit totally and I don't know if like this you know um this might have some something to do with it my upbringing is like um my mom is actually from Asia so you know just having like that background where it's not just like okay I'm you know growing up in this like tradition that's just completely cookie cutter or mm -hmm. you know people expect this of you it's like okay well so I'm a little bit different um you know I look a little bit different maybe think a little bit different because of that and right. just from like what my mom brought yeah absolutely I mean just having those um two or three or four different cultures like blending together and and pulling out the best of those in different situations that you're in how have you seen adaptability or your adaptableness um, when it comes to the work that you do around, you know, helping people with relationships? Yeah, so I would say that, um, you know, every, you know, every situation and every person is a little bit unique. So, you know, you can kind of help them see their strengths and like what, um, their specific insights are for their situation, you mm -hmm. know, and it's like, not everyone's going to follow like a cookie cutter mold or, um, you know, the right steps or decision is not going to be the same for everybody. So right. like being able to come up with that is, you know, um, a different plan for them is really useful. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that people that work with you appreciate that, that you can see things from different perspectives or get them to see things from different perspectives too. Yeah, totally. Hey friends, thanks a lot for tuning in to our Three Uniques podcast today. And I wanted to interrupt your listening uh, with our current guest today to let you know about our new online leadership training course called Stepping Into Your Three Uniques. So this is all about discovering what's important to you, how to define your uniqueness and how to build a life around the things that make you unique. So if you've been following along the Three Uniques podcast and hearing guests talk about their Three Uniques and feeling inspired and compelled to design your own Three Uniques and look at areas in your life where you're living them or not living them, this is the course for you. 
I want to encourage you to head over to 3uniques.com and go to our courses page and you will promptly see more information about stepping into your 3uniques and what that looks like. So head there after the show today, after listening to this guest talk about their 3uniques. Thanks so much for listening. You really light up when you talk about, you know, so for our listeners, I'm talking to Christy over video, you're hearing the audio, but you can really see, or you could probably hear it in, in Christy's voice when you were talking about being adaptable and solving problems and not necessarily following the traditional path, um, you really got like lit up. You got really animated talking about that unique of yours. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> you really like yeah. it. Yeah, people must count on you for that. So that's awesome. That's great. And then your third unique. Um, hmm. let's see, how do I describe it in one word? I guess you could call it resilience mm -hmm. or bravery or truthfulness. It's kind of all related. All mixed in together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, tell us how that shows up in your life. Um, yeah, so I guess I would say that I'm really good at facing pain in reality and like that seems like um hmm like for me like it seems like that would be like um obvious like oh people can face reality they you know they see what's in front of them and they understand what's going on in their life but what I've seen is like not really mm -hmm. um and I mean just in society as a whole and I think a lot of people would rather be told a comforting lie than to be told the truth that make that hurts a little bit you yeah. know and in the way that I I see it is like okay if you you know most of these things are fixable you know like these uncomfortable truths they're totally fixable mm -hmm. um and so it's like would you rather walk around with toilet paper with like poopy toilet paper on the you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like leaving the bathroom, like nobody's telling you because like, you're going to be really embarrassed. And you just found out, like you just walked in front of 50 people like that. Like, would you rather know or not know? Because if you don't know, then you're not going to be able to take it off right. and you're going to keep just dragging it around with you. But if somebody tells you, then, um, you can fix it, just take it off and you can fix it. You probably didn't even know it was, well, obviously you definitely didn't know it was there. Right. Yeah. Most people don't, um, wake up in the morning wanting to have that experience. So, um, yeah. I, as it relates to what you love to, to work through with people, the bullying, the domestic violence, it's like, like, I think there's probably for some of our listeners that can relate to this experience, um, and maybe even this content itself is triggering for them, maybe based off of past or current situations that they're going through in their life right now is, you know, there are ways, you know, obviously to get help and to see, you know, to look in the mirror and see that this is happening to you. And that, you know, like you said, recognize what the signs are so that you can do something about it. Yeah. Um, totally. And, you know, it sounds basic, but I think that, yeah, that's totally true. Like just be able to see it. But I mean, if somebody has been experiencing something for a while or they, you know, these people are experts at this. Like if they're, if they bully you, like they've done it to dozens of other people in the past. Right. So they are experts. They know what they're doing. Um, and they know not how not to get caught or called out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so like they start off pretty, um, 
you know, they start off really nice and they just slowly start getting a little bit like maybe like a little insult here or there, or, you know, and they just see how you react. Right. So I think like it's hard when they're just doing it really slowly. Um, but, you know, sometimes it takes an outside person to come in and be able to tell you like, okay, this is, um, this is what's happening. Um, you know, someone who's objected to the situation, this is what's happening. Like, this isn't right. Um, you know, you're being gaslit, basically. Have you heard the term gaslighting? I have, but maybe for our listeners just to share your definition of it. Yeah, so it's basically like when somebody's, when something's happening, but you try to call it out and the other person is like, that is not happening. You're wrong. That's not at all what's happening. Like, there's nothing wrong here. Or, this is actually what happened. And they're kind of just lying yeah. to you. Yeah. And in the meantime, you're feeling it all throughout your body. And you know that this yes. is real. Like, there's something that's not right about it. And this person is kind of like the expression, pulling the wool over your eyes making you feel wrong when maybe you're not wrong, or maybe there's like, you know, there could be a misunderstanding, but it still doesn't feel good. And it needs to be talked about. It needs to be addressed versus. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. And it, yeah, sometimes it is just a communication and a um, communication problem and a misunderstanding. And, you know, not all these people, like I do, um, a lot of these people actually do have narcissistic personality disorder, these bullies, but not, not every single one of them. Right. And like some of them are not salvageable, but the ones that just somehow picked up toxic behaviors from somewhere else, like maybe they saw somebody like a worse bully or someone else with narcissistic personality disorder, like acting a certain way and they, they gained power because of it. So this person actually might be just copying that behavior and it's not really them and they can change like those types can change and they're a little bit more uh willing to work with you right but yeah i think it takes somebody from the outside um looking in to definitely be able to you know help you separate what's actually true or not or you know that you're you know, stand in your own power and have your boundaries like, okay, this isn't right, or this isn't actually what's happening, or what they're saying is gaslighting you. I mean, just things like that. Um, you know, being able to look at it objectively when it happens so slowly. Yeah. It's it like and, my situation I shared with you and everyone listening a few minutes ago, it's still coming up for me. Like the way you're saying it, the person that I was dealing with was just a mastermind. Uh, yeah. Like it was subtle, but enough for you to, you know, as I left that person's office and walked back to mine or walked back to my desk going, something's not right. Like, you know, it's just like that gnawing feeling, like a toothache starting to happen and, you know, you got to address it. You got to address it and you keep putting it off. And every time you did address it or every time I address it, I'll personalize it. Um, yeah, it was dismissed. So full gaslighting. And then to the point where I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like second guessing everything in me, right? I'm like, I'm crazy. I'm like, like looping out, like what's <laughs> happening here? Um, you know, which then again, sends you down another spiral, right? Like doubting your worth, doubting your value, your intelligence, whatever that is. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes some people just years to recover from that. If they don't, if they feel like they were the only one who knew, like nobody else believed them mm -hmm. and they just left like, and there's just 
always, in almost every case, it's like there's so much unresolved feelings. And like you said, like, I'm glad you mentioned, like, you feel it in your body, because I do think that that's like, we can try to rationalize everything in our heads and listen and be like, yeah, that sounds logical. Okay, okay, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt or okay, this is what's happening. But we can't, our bodies don't lie, our body tells us. And a lot of times when people are in these situations, um, they have physical manifestations of this. So like their chest might hurt. I mean, that's more minor, but a lot of people end up getting like autoimmune disorders or just things popping up from their past. Ulcers, like, you know, develop whatever those things are, right? You know, so yeah, I think lean Mm -hmm. into your, I I always talk about that with my clients in my coaching practice, but definitely like, you know, lean into the body. Our body is intelligent. It's not just our brain that, you know, generates that intelligence for us and our decision-making, but our body emotes all these signals, lean into it. It's there for a reason. Use, you know, use the whole engine. You know, it's there from a capacity standpoint. For you, um, because like we talk about, like in your practice around, you know, being that mindset relationship, expert for folks, what do you do specifically to, you know, be mindful for yourself? Like just, you know, making sure that you're restoring yourself, regenerating, because even in your work, I'm sure you get exposed, you know, through stories, through your, you know, your resourcefulness, your research, that can be in, you know, like almost like a secondary harm, right? Like it's not necessarily primarily happening to you in that moment, but you're hearing stories from other people. What sort of things do you do to restore, you know, Uh, regenerate yourself mindfully yeah um, those stories can definitely be hard to hear about so I would say for me um, I love going on just a walk I call them walk runs because you know you go get your heart rate up you go into nature and um, you know you're just listening to music or maybe your favorite podcast depending on what mood you're in Right. Uh, you can listen to this free, the three uniques podcast with Brenda, yeah. which is what I've done sometimes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And um, just getting out into nature, um, just somehow there's something about nature that really regenerates us, like the sun, being in the sun. And it doesn't matter if it's, you know, I know it's going to, you know, especially live, if you live in the north, it's going to snow or, you know, maybe the weather, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, unless it's like really pouring, I mean, just put your snow boots on and go, you know, do what you can go outside. Look at snowflakes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like you can't find like, you know, enough greenery. There's still like beauty in the winter. All seasons are beautiful. They all have their, um, their highlights, but absolutely. I think nature is, I mean, nature itself is restorative, regenerative, no matter what we're doing to our environment right now, it still is out there thriving as much as it possibly can. So I think we can learn a lot from our natural surroundings for sure. Definitely. And another really good um, one that I like is this recenters me, especially like if something's been making me, um, if I feel like I've just been overworking myself, like for example, marketing the book or something like that, like, okay, there's too many things to get done. Like, and you're feeling a lot of uncertainty about something, whether it's in your, in your business or at work or in a personal situation, just grounding myself by kind of sitting still in prayer mode, um, prayer, 
uh, position or even you can do it while laying down too if that's more comfortable for you and just um, just like focusing on what you your goals and what you want and you know if you give that a lot of intention the universe does listen god or the universe whatever you believe in like Mm -hmm. definitely makes a big difference and also writing down those goals yeah absolutely i liked how you said it too sitting there quietly thinking about you know what you want what that vision is sometimes i catch my clients because they'll go into the how mode well how do i get that goal done and i'm like no just just stay present with the what like just keep defining what you want what you want don't worry about the how right now because sometimes we don't know what the how looks like and then that sends us down another spiral but just you know be clear on you know, what that future is and ask for it. Yeah, that's totally asking for it. Yes. A lot of people are afraid to go big, but if you, you know, you know, this, um, it's kind of a quote that a lot of people have heard a lot. I don't know if you'd say it's overused, but they say, uh, shoot for the moon because at least you'll land amongst the stars. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's great. It can always be said again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that that's like, you know, shooting for a big goal. I mean, even if you don't make it the first time, like you're still going to be making a difference and you can still get to the moon. Yeah, absolutely. Christy, one last question for you. If I was to give you a billboard, and we could put it anywhere in the world. Where would you put it? And what would you want to have on it? Oh boy. Yeah, I've you know, I've heard you ask other people this. And, <laughs> wow, that's oh a difficult God. one. <laughs> what was that? That's a difficult one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely want it to be something positive. Like even though I say, oh, watch out for this or you know, this, this type of character is undermining society and, right. you know, this taboo thing that we need to think that we need to address or it's going to ruin our companies. Um, <laughs> you know, I would say like, you can be any, you can play any role you want in life. You get to choose your role. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. And where would you want it? You know, I feel like, a good answer for that like my first thought would be like oh yeah Times Square everybody's walking through there but like I would want it to be somewhere where people are actually they actually have time to think you know like not like oh I'm gonna see this billboard for one second there's like 50 other ones right there but maybe while they're traveling um like on the road you know I don't know if you've been on road trips but just like you're by yourself and there's not a lot out there and your mind's wandering I think that somewhere like that yeah um in between would be like the perfect place (laughs) in between (laughs) you know it's something (laughs) wait what was that I said in between the haystacks like when you're driving through like you know cornfields or something like that like you know in vast open spaces this billboard pops up (laughs) Yeah, totally. Because it's, I think it's something like when I tell people that first, they're like, what Mm. role? What are you talking about? Like, it takes them a minute to really um, understand and think about like how that applies to their life and what I really mean. But it's really true. Like these people wear, you know, the CEO wearing his suit and having a yacht, like don't feel intimidated by him. Like that's just the role he decided to play. You know, he started um, you know, buying those suits and buying a smaller yacht before he got the bigger yacht. Like he was already playing that role. Like he was already just 
um, getting ready, like his body language, his, you know, his outfits he picks out, like the thing, you know, the car he drives, he was already picking that stuff out and buying that before he got to his next level and he just kept leveling up and you can do the same thing towards whatever career you want or whatever place, whatever role you want in life. You can just take those steps now and some of them are going to be more concrete you know, like buying the material things. And then again, some of them are going to be mindset shifts and it's just one step at a time to get there. Love it. Christy, it's been awesome having you on Three Uniques today. Thanks for agreeing to be on and sharing your story with us and sharing some really valuable tips, I think, for people. Um, where can folks find you? Um, my website. Mm-hmm. So it's christypiper.com. And Christy with a C-H and a Y. <laughs> yeah. Okay, perfect. And we'll put that in the show notes um, for everyone so they can find it. Um, take care. Have a great day. Thanks again for sharing your three uniques with us. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Brenda. It's been awesome chatting with you. Hi, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's guest on the Three Uniques podcast. Uh, As always, we really appreciate your time and your commitment to listening to our guests every week. And we'd love for you to be able to share this podcast with others and encourage other people to get out there and share their three uniques. So please take a few moments to like, share this podcast, leave a review and let us know what you think. And also let us know who you'd like to hear more from, uh, what type of guests you want us to bring on for future podcast interviews. Thanks so much. Remember, get out there and share your three uniques. There's seven and a half billion people on this planet and somebody needs what you've got. Take care, friends.